as we think about how we do, we spread out and we do more services, we can think about really good connections between those gatherings. And if there are good connections between those gatherings, we can have more gatherings. And so that's probably the safest place to start experimenting with that to see if we can do that in something we've already done before. So that was the idea that ended up uh, winning the day, I suppose. And welcome back to the Shock Absorber podcast. I'm very excited to be here again with my co-host, co-host Stu Crawshaw. How are you today? I'm very, Stu? very well, Joel. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. We are here, of course, at Sorrevival Kirui, ready to record another episode. And uh, how are you feeling about what we're going to talk about today? Excited? I'm very excited about today. Yes, um, I, I like each week we get together, but today's particularly exciting. Oh, well, that's good to hear, because um, you're obviously a driving force behind what we were doing, what we're going to talk about in this episode. Um, last episode, we were talking about how we moved into the factory as a new venue for Soul Revival Church, um, talking about how Oldenburg's third place theory played a big part in how we actually wanted to get the venue ready and um, how it kind of played out and what kind of areas we wanted to make uh, make it into a welcoming environment and help hopefully kind of do church the way we wanted to. Um, but moving into 2013, we were, again, um, very lucky and thankful to God that we were, we were growing with more and more people. And we moved into 2015. Now, do you want to tell you what was the main focus of 2015? It was to plant a new gathering. Yeah, so as we moved into the factory, like you said, God was very generous and kind to us. And we, we saw a lot of new people come along and we grew into the space really well. And we had it set up so that there was a, uh, you'd come into the space and there was a nice welcoming area with a coffee machine and, mm. and a cafe and then people were able to come into the auditorium and, and then have dinner afterwards on a Saturday night. And it was a really good way to include new people. So new people were able to get to know each other and get to know us a lot quicker and vice versa. And so over uh, a period of months, we we grew to be fairly uh, filling the space at the at the new factory and and so we started the conversation about oh well, i wonder what it would look like if we start something uh, a second service at the same location yeah second gathering um i was wondering in that sense is like what was how did we start thinking about that like we'd obviously we decided to plan a church we decided to start a present Avenue community church which is very lucky that they were able to offer that for us to to use and then we obviously moved into the new venue where we are here. Um, how did we start thinking about planting a new gathering then? What was the what were the first steps? Because we'd done it once. Did we like? How did we start doing? Well, we have to do it two at the same time now. So again, the launch team got together and we started to talk about that. And because we'd been a youth ministry at Guy Anglican Church and we'd run a Saturday night and a Friday night, it was actually a natural conversation for us to start there and say, should we start another Friday night gathering? Uh, that was the same and different. So it was the same because we thought maybe it was time for us to start a youth ministry and uh, a ministry for senior high on a Friday night and set that up in the same way as we'd set it up at Gomer Anglican in that, that instead of starting a youth group that the youth leaders would be a peer group and that the kids could grow up to become friends with the youth leaders over time. And that Friday space is a good space for a youth community but then as uh, young people got into year 10, we thought that they could grow up and become part of the Saturday night community. So that would be nice. Uh, the, the, that was the same. 
basically uh, bringing the principles from Gaimir to this new church plant. But what was different was this idea of a gathering on a Friday night. But it's something we'd always talked about doing and never had an opportunity to do. Were there any other thoughts about, I think that we can say that we did decide to do it on Friday night. Were there any other thoughts around we should do it on a different time rather than Friday? Because I know, knowing you quite well, I think you would have been pushing pretty hard for Friday night, being involved in youth ministry for so long. Yes, yeah, and that's definitely true. Like there, For many years I'd been running youth ministries where we were constantly in a conversation of how do we get the young people from Friday night to go along on Sunday night to the youth service. Uh, instead of running a, a, a youth ministry on a Friday night that's goal was to get people to the other service that we ran at the church on the Saturday night, uh, we obviously wanted kids to grow up into that over time. But I've always thought, wouldn't it be great if we tried to have an experiment to have an actual gathering, a church service, standalone church service on a Friday night for the young people who go on Friday night but not make it a youth service? have it an all-age, all-stage service uh, and do that on a Friday night. And there were two reasons for that. One is we thought if we put our second service on a Sunday, that might attract more transfer growth because Christians go to church on Sunday and they're used to that. And if Sorrel Revival is a new church in a factory, might uh, be something that people might check out. And we thought there will be a certain amount of transfer growth as we start a new church, but we wanted to maximise the mission that we were there to do. So we planted a church for people who don't already go to church. And so far in our journey so far, we'd had 25% of the people who'd come along to our church as de-churched or unchurched people already. De-churched means people who used to go to church but then stopped going to church after more than a year. Unchurched people were people who haven't even really been a part of church culture. And in the Sutherland Shire, because most people have been to a wedding or a funeral or been in a youth group or gone to Sunday school, because as we were growing up, there was still a cultural reality to that in our area. Uh, most of the people who weren't transfer growth, meaning transferring from another church directly to Solis, uh, most people were were de-churched people, people who'd stopped going to church at some stage. Maybe some people, uh, there was one lady who hadn't been to church 25 years until she decided to give it another go. Yep. And that's why church plants are good because they often give people who haven't uh, been going along to church a, a new opportunity to go along. So we thought uh, Christians don't tend to want to go to church on Friday, but non-Christians don't know the rules. That's yep, kind of the right. idea. <laughs> yeah. So they'll just, oh, there's a church service on Friday, they'll go. Yep. Uh, Christians aren't used to that in their culture. Christians are used to saying, in our culture, they're used to saying, Oh, you know, we're something like what I'm, I'm used to. Uh, so doing something on a Friday night was good. That was the first reason because it might increase our mission growth. That was what we were hoping. But the second reason we chose Friday night was we thought because we're running all-age, all-stage services and gatherings, if we put an all-age, all-stage gathering on Friday night, not just a youth service, then young people who have become Christians can ask their unbelieving parents and grandparents and family members to come along. So it would actually increase our mission effectiveness. Um, when I was doing ministry at Guy Anglican, we had a youth service. Now, Sorrel Revival grew a lot through mission. In fact, 80% of the young people who came to our youth group at Guy Anglican Church came from uh, non-church backgrounds. Uh, so 80% of them had become Christians and that was 80% mission growth in our youth ministry over a 20-year period. 
but we didn't see many of their families coming along to the church. So uh, mums and dads, aunties and uncles, grandparents. And I think part of that might have been because we ran a youth service. So the the service was for young people and young people who've just become a Christian don't have anywhere else to ask their parents to go to church. So we thought on a Friday night, what if we ran an all-age, all-stage church service and then the young people have somewhere to bring their parents. And the way we structured it, which we'll get into in a bit more detail, I'm sure, as, as we go f- today, is that we thought, let's put on a year five and six group uh, in the afternoon that goes into about six o'clock. And at six o'clock, let's have a dinner that parents and adults can come to as well. And any adults, not just parents and families of the young people, but we have a dinner where the young people are. And at the dinner, the parents and the, the, you know, the, the other adults and also the youth come along to that dinner. And then um, the great thing for the young, uh, the younger ones, the ones in year six particularly, is they get to meet Christians who are in high school before they go to high school. So that's cool. There's also the interaction between family and their parents can stay for dinner. And then after the dinner, which goes for about half an hour, we then had, uh, we then had church start at 6.30 but instead of doing a full hour, we decided to do a half an hour church service. And then after the church service, we thought, let's do Bible studies after the church service. And then we had an opportunity for the, the young people to fellowship with their parents and the adults uh, at church and their carers. And, and, what, and, and then after church finishes in a half an hour, we've all had a sing and we've prayed and we've read the Bible. We've had a, a sermon and then we break up into groups while that's all fresh in everyone's minds. And the, the, the younger primary school kids can have a little uh, time of Bible study together. The junior high kids can do that. The senior high kids can do well, The middle high kids can do that. And the parents, we took all the parents and the adults off to, to do that too. So there was this great opportunity to do Bible study and church on the same night. It was a great opportunity to have teenagers and ch- children in later primary school come together it was a great opportunity for all of that to happen in an all-age all-stage service that happened every week in appropriate ways in a very safe environment with youth leaders present and and that was a really exciting idea we had and then after the service finishes uh, all the parents and the adults go home and the children go home and the teenagers stay for a youth group the the youth community that starts at um, 7 30 and then goes through to 9 30 so that's how we structured the night that's a um, <coughs> when how how like you're kind of describing how that happens for us now. Is that how it started? Because it seems like a reasonably ambitious thing to do is to mm. is to go. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do plant on a a church gathering on a a night that we don't usually do it when we're going to have youth and parents and all come together. Was that yeah. something some people maybe found hard to grasp? Yeah, that was the vision, but it was something that people found hard to grasp. And again, there were two reasons why they found it hard to grasp. The first one were there was a group of us that was thinking, why do we have to do a Friday night youth community? Because we've always done that. Maybe the next, you know, this next step for for Soul Revival might be that we do everything on a Saturday night. So we don't actually have a youth group anymore, okay. a youth community. We just do it all on Saturday. So there were voices that were quite rightly talking about exploring that. But I think the in the end we decided together as a group to try Friday night, particularly Dan Gale was really prominent in this. He was one of our pastors, uh, uh, an assistant pastor who, 
who really drove the Friday idea. And his idea was, well, as we think about how we do, we spread out and we do more services, we can think about really good connections between those gatherings. And if there are good connections between those gatherings, we can have more gatherings. And so that's probably the safest place to start experimenting with that to see if we can do that in something we've already done before. So that was the idea that ended up uh, winning the day, I suppose. Yeah, cool. Uh, so it, what about if we re- rewind right to the start of actually starting the Friday night gathering? How did that begin? Because I think we were, we kind of had a youth group going, mm. but we still, we, to get to that ambitious vision yeah. that you're talking about, we needed to obviously start building that up. Yeah, well, that's our second point. The second point was that let's not try and do everything all in one hit. Yeah. So let's progressively go especially let's not get too ambitious because actually I think we'd started the youth group a year earlier actually and it was meeting in homes (coughs) yeah that's right and as it was meeting in homes we only had a handful of teenagers anyway so we couldn't be too ambitious with a Friday gathering Mm -hmm. uh, because we only had a handful of teenagers and even less uh, young people in year five and six so it was a very small group not many youth leaders but having that clear vision of where we wanted to go was really helpful and when we'd made that decision to go on Friday night, we thought we'd start with the youth ministry first and we set that up and that was running really nicely. And then we set up the 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 kids group as well for the year five and six groups. We made a decision to go for year five and six because our experience at Guaymere had been that year six children found it increasingly frustrating to be in a group with kids from the whole of primary school because they were already looking to their future, to that next age group. And to help them in their transition into youth culture, I suppose, in going to high school, we thought, wouldn't it be good if they were there present on the same Friday night and could start interacting with teenagers? Um, the all-age, all-stage approach, some people have said, well, you know, Stu, you're sounding a bit more homogeneous unit principal now. You know, haven't you been saying in the podcast, yeah. you know, that we're trying to do all-age, all-stage, mm. do it all together? And, and that's that was the discussion because people were arguing with me saying, but you're now saying we need a youth group and a kids group and weren't we setting the church up just to be all the ages together and isn't the service meant to be all age, all stage? Well, the the answer I gave to that was that I think it's good to have stuff together where we're all together, but it is really appropriate within the context of that to also do things for specific age groups as well. As long as those things we do for specific age groups don't become the only thing that people commit to and the all-age, all-stage stuff becomes token. Um, what we what we find in our culture is children love making friends with each other and there's a lot of benefit with that. And there's also developmental um, reasons for teaching young people the Bible at certain uh, ages and, and different stages there too. But that piece in the middle was where we brought it all together. And so I think that having the year five and six groups start up, having the youth group startup with our original members all of those young people were still going on saturday night at the time so what we like to do at sorrel revival is build a bridge to a new reality and not stop doing what we were doing but we build a bridge to the new reality and then if that new reality doesn't work we come back over the bridge again and we haven't wrecked what we were doing so the way we did it with the friday night was we built a bridge to friday night which was let's get all the teenagers and the children and the parents still go on saturday night together as we start the year five and six ministry and the youth community. And then the next step was when we did that and those two things were running, then we added a dinner and then we added the the gathering and the dinner. 
Now, in the early stages, we hadn't worked out this half an hour service thing. We were doing a full hour service, but we remembered from Gymer Anglican that we used to have commitments meetings before Friday night and Saturday. And if you're interested, you might want to go back to season one and have a look at that episode on the commitments. So the commitments was really good because it gave the Christians an opportunity to go deeper and still ask their non-Christian friends to come along to the youth ministry. Uh, and so uh, before the youth community met each week on a Friday at Gomer Anglican, we'd have this commitments Bible study. So in a way, the, the new gathering was the commitments Bible study, but it was for all ages and all stages. Yep. And then uh, over time, what we worked out was we, we could have a formal time where we're all together for a gathering and then we could break up into those individual groups for that commitments time so that the kids could talk about issues that they were really concerned about because a big part of the shock absorber for us at Soul Revival was not only teaching young people but listening to them. So both the gathering and the commitments Bible studies after the gathering on a Friday night gave young people an opportunity to to yeah be a part of the church. Can you talk about a lot in terms of what we've learned where we learned in youth ministry when we were running youth ministry at Gaimi Anglican. And one of the things that you have always observed is the the contrast between an, an intergenerational, all-age, all-stage approach and the homogeneous unit principle approach. Mm-hmm. And in that instance in Gaimi, it was an all-age, all-stage approach within an overall homogeneous unit principle. So it was always kind of a slightly different way of things working. Mm. But did you see that also that Friday night gathering as an opportunity to have a full-on integrated, um, not youth ministry, sorry, uh, being able to integrate the youth ministry completely with the church, which is something you hadn't really experienced. Yeah, well, that's that's where this Friday night piece comes in yeah. because often when people try to solve this problem of how to include the young people in the life of the church, not just do a standalone youth group, they might make a decision to move from a Friday night to a Sunday afternoon, for example, so that the young people come to the youth ministry on a Sunday afternoon and then stay for church. And I thought to myself that uh, just like Saturday night is a party night for adults, Friday night is still a bit of a party night for teenagers and young people in the Sutherland Shire. And so why not actually do church on that night too and give them an opportunity to party together but also to gather around Jesus and the Word of God and actually have an opportunity for their parents to fellowship with them as well. And that that became less complicated. So this idea of all age, all stage is less complicated than the homogeneous unit principle because there's less moments where people have to move from one ministry to another. So there's less internal transience in the ministry. So if, if I'm thinking of my early days at Gomer Anglican, when I was a child and I graduated into high school, I had to leave the morning service and go to the evening service. And now what we had an opportunity for is that a young person could actually stay in the same church service and move into the youth ministry and there'd be the continuity as well as discontinuity. So there's always discontinuity in life when we go from one phase of our lives to the next, but it's nice if there's a certain amount of continuity in the midst of that. And we were able to create a village where people could be travelling through uh, different stages of life but having that continuity of their family being around them as they move through those uh, times of life and so creating connection was really important on Friday night and I know that one of maybe one of the shadows that you've spoken about the homogeneous unit principle too is that um, by having to change services according to how old you are or what life stage you're in it was really difficult to invite non-christians to that 
but then as you were saying you found that a, a lot of um, teenagers became Christians at that age and it wasn't wasn't really helping with that can you speak to that in a little bit more detail mm-hmm. so often parents will drop their young people off or carers will drop their young people off at the church and then go uh, a, a lot of churches I've seen have some strategies around connecting with parents as they drop their kids off but this was quite another level because we could actually say while parents were waiting for their young people to finish they could have dinner or while they were dropping their kids off they could have dinner they also didn't have to rush home and give their kids dinner before youth group so they really liked that and also for parents who were busy it sort of fitted that way and also because they saw a lot of adults around there was a chance for them to meet some other adults one of the things about soccer in the Sutherland Shire is that a lot it's Soccer is one of the biggest sports, or what I like to call football in Australia. People call it soccer, but football is one of the biggest participant sports in the Sutherland Shire, and most young people at some stage are in a soccer team. And I've watched the dynamics in soccer clubs where I'll see that some parents take their kids to play soccer because they love the game, but a lot of parents will take their kids to soccer because there's so many people in the community and it's a way for their kids to make friends and it's also a way for them to connect into the community. And as I've thought about it, churches used to be those places. The space where you would meet people in the community used to be the church. And so uh, I think that with the third place theory that we were using from Oldenburg, the idea of creating a Christian community that was also open to irregulars to be able to come in as well. The dinner gives people an opportunity to just cruise around on the edges of the community at their own pace in their own way. Uh, at times of their choosing and in as much as or as little as they want so that they can actually feel their way through that. And over time, people found it was a really nice way to make connections with each other. So the dinner became a really fun thing for the parents as well as for the kids. It wasn't just something they did for the kids. They also made friends that way as well. Yeah, I love how deeply you think about this stuff. So thanks for that. Um, what um, We chose uh, Friday night to be the gathering night. What... Should we get into more detail about actually how that kind of runs now? So Yeah, sure. Um, I know that what we've learned over time is that we want to try and plant with our 10 service teams, but I'm guessing because yeah. that was kind of in the early stages of moving to the new factory, that wasn't particularly, or wasn't definitely possible at the time. Mm. Um, what did we do first and what did we want to make it look like? Yeah, I think that's a really good point because one of our service teams was the youth ministry and one of our service teams is the kids ministry. So in one sense, we had two ministries present on Friday night and for quite a while, we actually didn't think about it, it heaps because we just had those two ministries run the night. But over time, we thought, oh, we, we actually greenhoused the first church plant by sitting together and trying to work out how we could build uh, ministry teams into the gathering and later on we realized one of the mistakes we made when we started Friday night was we didn't greenhouse the right. whole thing. Yeah. And I think that might be why we had so much discussion for quite a while actually about whether we should do it and what we should do. And I think it would have been easier in hindsight. What we learned was we should have greenhoused it. We should have got a group of youth leaders and, and children's leaders and maybe some people from the hospitality team and the arts team to get together and talk about planning the church together. Mm-hmm. And so it was a real learning process actually um we've talked before about iterative design that we like to try and learn from not only what works but what our mistakes were too and keep making the next iteration of what we do better than the last uh, version of what we did so anyway one of the things we learned from friday was 
we hadn't greenhoused it. So it was a bit messier than the, fr- the Saturday night setup. But I don't remember where it was along the line, but so- somewhere along the line after we planted Friday, we, we said, oh, why haven't we set up 10 service teams on a Friday <laughs> night? <laughs> and, and the really lovely moment was that's not only going to be good for running the Friday gathering, but it'll also give the young people an opportunity to not just come and be consumers in the group. So you'll remember from last season, we were really passionate that Christian young people are the church of today, not the church of tomorrow. And just like adult Christians, Christian children have gifts of the Holy Spirit and they have fruit from the Holy Spirit. And so what we wanted to do is give Christian young people an opportunity to participate. And the early commitments, which was, um, you know, the word commitments is summarizing committed Christians. So the early gathering of committed Christians was so they could actually lead in the youth group without the responsibility of leadership. They could serve in the youth group without the responsibility of having to carry the whole of a service in a youth group. And by doing that, they would contribute. And so, as we've said in earlier episodes, one of the problems with the homogeneous unit principle, a shadow of it, is that it can create Christian consumers who just come along to consume an event. And the same thing is true for youth ministry and kids ministry. Uh, the youth come along, the leaders run it, they do everything, the kids just participate in the program and then they go home. So when we came to re- remember that, oh, we should have put 10 service teams into Friday night, that would give us an opportunity to have uh, adults who were leading those 10 service teams, but it also gives an opportunity to have commitments, committed Christians within the youth ministry to be able to participate in the running of the gathering as well as just being in the gathering. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought of that, but that's a, like a, that obviously is a big learning from what we uh, started originally. So, yeah, yeah. Um, let's, should we um, do like a blow by blow account of kind of how that Friday night gathering runs? So, yeah. I think, I believe it starts with Fuse, what we, we call the group Fuse, which is year four, years four to six. Year, right? year five and six. Year five and six, yeah. sorry. Um, and then but in, in fourth term, we have four, year four kids come along to help them integrate into the group. Okay, so the end, so the last term. Of then when they're in year four, they come to the group, so they're coming into year five. Yeah, when they're in fourth term. Yep. Okay, right. So, uh, what time does that start? Is that four thirty? So that starts at four thirty. Four thirty to six. Okay, so that goes from four thirty six, and then there is the there's a meal in the middle. Is that right? They have afternoon tea when they first get there because they're tired. They've had a big week, (laughs) and they get to run around and have some fun. Yep. And they have a meal. Yep. Yep. And then so and isn't it followed by the gathering? Yeah, well, first of all, before the gathering comes, they they have some activities and they'll have a, a talk where they'll sit around uh, for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and have an opportunity to participate in a Bible study. Yeah, okay. And that's really good because some of the kids don't get to stay later. So we only have about half of them being able to stay later and half of them go home. So we have about, currently we have about probably 15 to 20 year five and six kids coming along to that fuse group. And probably half of them will stay around for dinner, which starts at six o'clock. Right. Okay. So now that starts at six o'clock. But then also at dinner time, the parents are there. Yeah. So the parents will come and we really want that to be opt in or opt out. So the parents can choose to take the kids home or they can stay as well and have dinner with their kids as well. Okay. And then also the youth, the guys that are in the youth group are coming to that too. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah, they do. So then the the youth uh, members come along for six o'clock at the dinner. Yep. Okay, and then so the gathering or the church service starts at six thirty, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so that's as you said before, that's a half hour, that's a half hour um, kind of short sermon. Yes, and then uh, there's obviously some singing 
um, yeah, prayer. Yeah, we have, have about a 15-minute sermon, so it's, okay. it's not super short. We don't have as much singing, so in, yep. our, in our Friday night we might have two songs on a Friday night and we'd have a bit of uh, opportunity for Bible reading and prayer. And the other great thing about Friday night is it's a training place for young people to help train them how to how to pray in a gathering, how to how to read the Bible in a gathering, mm-hmm. how to um, even some of our teenagers help lead the gathering, which is really yeah, fun to cool. see teenagers and children participating in in the upfront stuff as well. Yeah, awesome. And then I know that we've already gone through this before, but then so you have a Bible study afterwards, the commitment to Bible studies. Yeah, so at seven o'clock the we break up. We'll right. often have the preacher will have a question, and that question will then inform the conversation that kids have when they break up with their leaders and are the parents still involved at this time like yeah well the parents stay yep and what what i do on a friday night is i'm there every friday night and i go with the the adults and we go and have a conversation about the same stuff our kids are talking about and that means that when they can get home they can all talk about it together it's a family as well because we don't think we're the primary spiritual caregivers of the children and the teenagers it's their christian parents if they have christian parents yeah and carers that are yeah i think that's really important to uh make that obvious <laughs> um and then uh youth group that is that seven o'clock that starts yeah well uh, i mean and we're using the word youth group and youth community interchangeably in this yep. podcast because we yep. we often use this, the two words but one of the words i really love is calling it a youth community because it's um actually an opportunity for the young people to build community together but also with their leaders and that starts at seven thirty, and it goes to nine thirty, yeah. and we have about a 10 minute talk ideally in that as well because there are kids who come that haven't been at the gathering Mm. and so the kids that have been at the gathering and a bible study don't get too burnt out by too much um uh, thinking time we we have a more of a 10 minute we call it an spc talk so we have one story one uh point from the passage and one challenge challenge yeah Yeah, one challenge so it's in in australia there's a there's a there's a company that makes baked uh baked beans and spaghetti in a can yeah and spc spaghetti (laughs) that's where we got the idea from and the 10 minutes comes from if you heat up spc spaghetti in a microwave for 10 minutes it goes no, sorry, not 10 minutes. You heat it up in the microwave, it goes cold in 10 minutes. So yep. that's why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we came up with the SBC 10-minute talk. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's, it's often fun and really engaging. And it's not Bible light, but it's just really memorable and sharp. I'm just thinking about like people listening to this. Um, it's not the same leaders leading the entire Friday night gathering either, is it? It's no. early. We have the Fuse leaders and then we also have the youth yes, community leaders. Yes. That's a really good point, actually. Mm. So the Fuse leaders will stay for dinner mm. and for the gathering and the youth leaders will come for dinner and the gathering, but they weren't there earlier and they weren't there. Now, having said that, some of the teenagers, uh, we have a, a program we call the Light Leader Program. So as well as getting young people to be part of the gathering and by the way in the gathering we're we're still building this but very soon we're going to have an opportunity for our teenagers to as light leaders we call it meaning um light leaders like a light app not a premium app meaning they they can experience service without the full responsibility of it but the light leader program means that kids get to be in the welcoming team for a term then they get to be on the arts team for a term and the hospitality team for a term yeah. and every time they do a term as a light leader they get a badge yep. and our idea is that they experience all 10 ministry areas of the church before they leave high school and that means they're experienced in in what it is to be a church planter 
And so we're training our teenagers and our children in how to be part of a church as, as a servant, not just as a consumer. And as a result, uh, they become less individualistic and they become less transient because they have more purpose and more connection in, in their ministry and in their ministry relationships. And so in the Light Leader program for the teenagers, not only can they help in the gathering in one of the 10 service teams, uh, we also have an opportunity for the light leaders who are teenagers to help with views. So the cool thing is that when the kids get into year 9 and 10, they can go back and help. If they've got time and their parents are cool with it, they can help as a light leader with the fuse group. And some of our most energetic and awesome leaders are in year <laughs> 9 and 10. And, but they're also supported by adults as well. Yep, that's true. So, yeah, but those youth leaders will come. and the, and So, yeah, no one's doing the whole night. But uh, so far it's worked pretty well. Yeah, okay. it's worked good. I know you've also talked about the a lot of the leaders that do Friday night gather also come on Saturday night. Yes. Um, some people might see that as a lot to do, but uh, as as Soul Revival, we don't we see that as a really important thing to do. Do you yes. want to speak to that and tell us how how we kind of approach that? Yeah, and and it's fair enough for people to say that sounds like a lot because we all live in in a time poor environment. We're quite we're, we're quite busy. Uh, our rationale behind that is that. Instead of running a youth group, we wanted to be a peer group. And the way we we conceptualise our youth ministry particularly is that that our, our youth leaders are doing two things at the same time in a more holistic ministry. Instead of just running a youth community for the young people to form community, they're not only running the youth community on Friday night, they're also being that peer group on Saturday night so because they're friends with each other on Friday, sorry, because they're friends with each other on Saturday night, they're encouraging the young people to grow up as friends with them. Yeah. Now, the great thing about that is our young people, our young adults, they hang out at a thing called late night after church on a Saturday night, and that's their party. They just have a party. They, they gather around the Word of God and they talk about um, how to live their lives as Christians, but then they share their lives together in that context. And they ask their non-Christian friends to come along and they ask other Christian friends to come along. There's something like between 60 and 70 young adults on a Saturday night. And what they're doing on Saturday night is having a great time. And they're also, you know, from time to time they'll go to parties and they'll go to weddings and they'll do other things. But regularly they're meeting on Saturday night together, creating really deep and abiding friendships that mean that what we're doing when we're, running a youth leadership team is we're taking some of the friends from Saturday night and they're expressing their friendship in part by serving the young people. Now, usually in Sutherland Shire, people express their friendship through special interests like sport or music or whatever it might be. So if I'm a surfer and I'm friends with other surfers, we'll go surfing together. What we've been seeing at Soul Revival is that we're friends with each other on Saturday night and we're serving Jesus together with each other on Saturday night and so it actually makes sense to express our friendship in Christ with one another on Friday night by serving and so it's actually a, a really nice way of expressing a Christian lifestyle for the leaders it's not just like a part-time job that they've got to somehow fit into a busy schedule now some people don't have time for that and that's completely fine and not all our young adults are youth leaders but there is enough of our youth leaders who have time to do a Saturday and a Friday night commitment that it actually makes it a very holistic youth ministry because they're create uh, they're, sorry they're expressing the community that they're growing the young people up into, 
And one last thing I'd say on that is that I've seen over the years after 30 years of youth ministry now that no matter what you teach the kids on Friday night or Sunday afternoon, it's how the youth leaders live on Saturday night that will really be the way that the young people will grow up. So I think it's really exciting that on a Saturday night, alcohol is not the major gathering thing you gather for around. example yeah. yeah we don't gather around alcohol like yeah. almost everywhere else in our society people gather around alcohol because that's one of the major um things that people have in common in our culture in australia now i'm not saying that none of our people on saturday night drink i don't personally drink but others in the church do uh so we're not saying that everyone doesn't drink all week but on saturday night we think of our weaker brothers and sisters we think of who might be struggling uh, in, in ways with alcohol too. So we're giving uh, people who might really appreciate being in a social space with no alcohol the opportunity to completely participate without feeling left out because they don't drink. Or people who choose not to drink feel like they can be completely part of the community by not drinking as well. And also our young people coming up, we can get year 11 and 12 young people to start making friends with young adults before they leave high school in a place where there isn't an alcohol-drenched social scene, that they can actually come and have fun and have, you know, all sorts of exciting relationships, you know, really enjoy ourselves without having to have alcohol. And so that also is a pointer to the young people that you might choose to drink when you grow up, but you might choose not to. And that's that's actually a really good choice if you choose not to do that. So there's some really nice spin-offs from that as well. Yeah, I think... Um and I, like so many of those lessons that you're, or your the strategies that you're talking about there, are lessons that we learnt back at um, youth ministry when we were at Gaimir, like having a youth community on a Saturday night in order to become friends, so that we could serve Jesus even, in, hopefully, in more faithful and um, stronger ways with the bringing the guys up from high school. Mm. So, and I am a be- proud beneficiary of that. <laughs> so, um, so with, I'm thankful for those leaders. Um, we talked about youth a lot and how Friday night's kind of like a bit of a flagship for them. It's still, it's not exclusive for youth, but it's kind of a bit of a flagship for them. What about um, our younger, our younger churchgoers? How do we, mm. how do we kind of um, involve them in these kind of ministries and across the um, gatherings at Sorrow Revival? Yeah, so, so the good part about having the young people there on a Friday night is that they can be a part of the service they can learn how to read the Bible and they can learn how to pray. And the outcome of that is you can have teenagers and children participating in our other gatherings across the church. Uh, We have another program we call the Commitment Helper Scheme, which is if you are in a gathering uh, that is your gathering, you can even serve in that gathering. But if you've got more time, like our young adults on Saturday night, you might want to help in another gathering. And that's really helpful for our church plants. For example, our Cronulla Church plant, we have people from Kiroi gatherings coming down on a Sunday night to help and to participate. And when it comes to our children, if they're learning uh, to serve in the church from year five and six onward, and by the way, we include our, our children in primary school at an earlier age too, that they can do things in the services as well. But we particularly start to train them in year five and six at the moment. Uh, but you can have a, a young person who's read the Bible on a Friday night that might uh, you know, they're, they're doing speeches at school where they're learning how to stand up in front of kids at school and do speeches. So it's a great opportunity to use those skills in church too. And not a, if they feel comfortable on a 
Friday night, not only do they have that opportunity, but when they go, if they were to be a commitment helper in another gathering or in, say their parents go to Sunday morning now, we've got another gathering on Sunday morning, um, they, they might get up and read the Bible in church as well. So we're hoping that our children will also, as we've already said, they're not just the church of the future, they're the church of the present. So as well as uh, being able to come into our gatherings regularly and being a central part of our Friday gathering, we want them to be able to serve as well as just um, consume the gathering. And that's uh, another uh, kind of initiative that we've kind of just started this year at Sora Bowl is the um, is the Commitments Week where we're um, actually getting our community groups the the ones that are possibly like likely older to be meeting up um, with a different community group which is actually more skewed towards young people and um, having done that just recently it was a really cool way to actually keep building those intergenerational ties. Mm. I know that uh, I think that. Um, a lot of those ideas came from you to implement that. Do you want to speak to the like what the thinking was behind getting the community groups together in terms of different ages? Yeah, well, a- again, the commitments was a really core strategy of Sorrelville Youth Ministry, and it's it's a growing reality with our church mm. plant. And we've just been thinking through and praying about how do we do commitments, or rather, how do we help committed Christians who are children and youth to be part of the church today too. How do we also help different generations come together? So one of the ideas we've got is to have one week a term, we call Commitments Week, for the committed Christians to grow in their love for Jesus and their love for each other, to grow in their discipleship and their mission, and also to actually be one community of Christians across the different gatherings. So that are some of the things that we wanted to try and achieve with Commitments Week. We've also started prayer and evangelism teams in each of our gatherings now so that people can pray for a Christian friend and a non-Christian friend at the beginning of Commitments Week. And then during the week, we ask adult Bible studies to host a group of youth and their leaders or a group of children and their leaders to their Bible study so that they can have a, uh, a chance once a term to meet up together to talk about what it is to be a Christian. And the great thing about that is that some people from the Sunday morning service, we now have a Sunday morning gathering, for example, or a Saturday night, uh, they they might not see all the young people every week on a Friday night who are having this great fellowship on Friday night. But once a term, they can get together that way. We also have Easter, we have a week away holiday together, and we have Christmas, and then a planning day together. So there are four times during the year where the whole church gets together across the six gatherings. But then now we've got this Commitments Week in Bible studies, people can be getting to know each other mm. and can be discipling each other across the generations in safe ways, in ways that, that really work. Yeah, well, uh, in my community group where we had people come along, we had, I think, the age ranges from about 45 or even a little bit older down to 14. So that yeah, was fantastic. That was, that was a really fun, yeah, that was a really fun night, actually. It was really cool. Um, we also, we kind of um, talked about children... They were like from year five and year six, but also the younger age groups are a lot, are very important to our church too. Because as you, as you said, we said many times, the youth and children are part of the present of our church, not just mm. the future. Mm. Um, something we're going to talk about uh, in the probably the next season is how we um, really focus on kids ministry as well, mm. sorrow revival kids as we like to call it. Is there anything that um, you can see that? If, if the people that are listening to this, how does our children's ministry inform how they grow up into our church? Is there like uh, some important factors that we could be focusing on? Yeah, that sounds good. So our children's 
Pastor Tim Bealhearts is is really leading us in our uh, thinking through our children's ministry, mm-hmm. and we've talked a bit today about the Friday night gathering for five and six. But we actually have a children's ministry at each of our gatherings across the weekend. Yep. And the way we structure that is we have a children's pastor, and then we have gathering coordinators for children in each of those groups. So they have almost like a department. So on Saturday night. We'd have something like 20 kids in Saturday night gathering and there's, I think, some more than that on our Sunday night gathering, which we'll get to in a later podcast, but it's about 20 to 30 kids on the Sunday morning. Tim oversees a team of coordinators who then oversee a team of leaders within those gatherings and those children's ministries run teaching time before the start of each of the gatherings. So on Saturday night, it's 5 to 5.30 is the teaching time. And we've said it earlier podcasts, we've developed a new strategy that we're trying, which is called Kids Chill. So some some parents choose to bring their kids into church after the teaching time, which is terrific. And the kids' leaders come into their church service as well. That's that's not doesn't always work in practice, but that's the <laughs> theory. And then the idea is that we get all the safe adults in the church to to take to go on a roster, to go and spend time with the kids who, who are a bit busier, who hang out. Um, maybe and just do some craft or do some run around, play handball, whatever it is. And it's not just child mining. It's actually an opportunity for the kids to get to know the safe adults in their gathering and the relationships that are developed through Kids Chill at each of our different gatherings uh, go beyond the year five and six group. It's right down to the the littlies even. So uh, I might have told this story before in an earlier podcast, but my favourite story to see an outcome of that Kids Chill is um, one of the, the girls was getting dinner one night. She's an eight-year-old girl and she had she was holding my mum's hand. Uh, my mum's in her 70s and the young girl was saying to my mum, come on, Annie Bev, it's my turn to have dinner with you tonight. You're always too busy <laughs> talking to everybody else. I just want to have dinner with you tonight. And I thought, that's really <laughs> nice seeing those two uh, getting to be friends. And, and as that, that happened quite a few years ago and over the years that, that young girl's now a teenager and they're still friends and they're growing deeper in their friendship in yeah. really safe ways. So yeah. that's sort of the idea we're trying to build. Like, There's time for the kids to learn about Jesus in age-appropriate ways, but also to do that in community with the whole church. So some people would say Soul Revival is, is in between the homogeneous unit principle and intergenerational church because some churches that do intergenerational ministry to youth and children do everything together and the kids are in the service with the adults for the whole time because we've made a choice to do some things with kids uh, and adults separately and some things together some people see that as a step towards intergenerational ministry but we see it as a really healthy vibrant intergenerational ministry where kids can be kids sometimes and adults can be with adults sometimes and it's not token when they come together and do that every week uh, the dinner is a good example of that, for example. But Friday night is probably our, our you know, I, I get really excited about yes. seeing the kids and the adults ministering together in the service and the Bible study and the dinner and the two youth group and Fuse group uh, working together. I find that really exciting. Well, we know how passionate you are about youth ministries. So. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'd like Friday night being... You mentioned there was a bit of contention about why do we need to do Friday night, but let's say that people that are listening to this are interested in doing something like that. What would be their first steps, do you think? 
Yeah, I, I so think like I'm sure if they're going to think about doing, there's going to be some contention in their environment. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. I, I think whatever you call it, sit down, and have a conversation with the people who are going to be involved, and try and work out from the beginning what do you want to achieve. Uh, you need to make a decision. Do you want to have something where there is some time for the primary school and youth to be separate, and then some time for them to be together with the adults? And if you're excited about that, I would suggest continuing to do whatever it is you're doing now and build a bridge to that new reality mm. and talk about what's the first thing we can do that's achievable. Try that. And if that works, what's the next thing we can do? That's how I'd suggest would go ahead. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of the best description we can do of our, our second gathering that we planted back in 2015. Mm. Um, I think I feel like the next question was what were we going to do after that? Like one of the real things was like how do we multiply our service teams? Because, I mean, uh, we talked about those kind of strategies with youth, but they were going to obviously take a while to grow up in that because they were young at the time. Mm. Is that um, where the next stage of movement was for Soul Revival Church? Yeah, I think so. Well, the Friday night became uh, successful and people were enjoying it and already as we started the friday night people started saying well, why don't we think about doing something on sunday morning why, why don't we think about doing something on a sunday night so that's the next discussion we had and that was interesting too because it was all about multiplication really and mm -hmm. and the way that we went about that was to set up we had 10 service teams and we needed to set up central coordinators for those teams and then have gathering coordinators in each of these what would become three and today we have six gatherings now. So to multiply this idea, we needed to get our structure right. So I think in the next podcast, we're really fun to talk about, for example, how did we do our hospitality and our pastoral care on a third service? And what did the third service look like? And how did we use food on a thir third service? Mm -hmm. But also, how was that an illustration of how to start thinking about multiplication of ministry in a way that didn't burn people out? Yeah, absolutely. So that will be uh, the next podcast. We can't <laughs> wait until that one um, where we, we did plan a Sunday morning gathering. So we'll have a chat about that. Um, guys, if you do have any questions or any kind of feedback, we really enjoy it when people actually get back to us and tell us what you're thinking or if you have any questions about what we're talking about. Um, if you do have any of those kind of things, please email me at joel at shockabsorber.com.au and um, we will really endeavour to get them on the show because it'd be really fun because and, and Stu always likes asking <laughs> answering questions I'll just ask them <laughs> um, but for now we'll leave it for that for this episode thanks very much for listening guys and as always we'll finish with a one way one way see you guys yeah.